How to Cultivate Compassion as a Counselor on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, I want us to address an issue that uh, often comes up when we speak about counseling. Uh, In a secular sense, we talk about these words, empathy and sympathy. And uh, certainly in biblical counseling, that's not something we want to shy away from. In fact, we we, uh, ought very naturally to demonstrate sympathy and empathy toward those in which we we counsel. What I want to do is, is simply just try and clarify. I get this question often when I go around and teach at different places. I get this question often from those who who are learning to counsel and, and many who have been engaged in counseling, and they ask the question about how do I how do I grow in empathy? How do I grow in sympathy toward a person? How do I grow in compassion toward a person? Um, if we think about the, the secular understanding of, of, of empathy, this is the way in which it's described. In counseling, empathy is an expression of the regard and respect the counselor holds for the client or the counselee whose experiences may be quite different from that of the counselor. And that's certainly true. One of the things we we think distinctly about as biblical counselors is we may not have the exact same experiences as the people that we're counseling, but but one of the key tenets of biblical counseling is when we walk into that room, we're not very much different than the person sitting across the table from us. In fact, we have very similar experiences. I mean, the Bible talks about the way in which Jesus shared our experiences here on earth. We certainly have closer experiences to the people um, that we're counseling. We struggle with temptation. We struggle with sin. We struggle with devastation and suffering and difficulty and the consequences of our sin and so on. We can identify uh, deeply with the person who's sitting across the table from us. But I want to I want us to take sort of a different angle uh, and ask the question maybe in this way: How do we grow in compassion? How do we grow in this sympathy and empathy? How do we grow? Maybe the biblical way to think about that is: How do we grow in compassion toward the people? with whom we're counseling. And listen, if, you, if you're a seasoned counselor, you know that sometimes when you're dealing with issues over and over again, you're dealing with issues of anxiety, and you've seen this, you know, maybe for tens of uh, hundreds of times even, or depression or something like that, and, and you're over and over again dealing with the same issues, listen, it's, you need to be cautious that you don't fall into some sort of rut just thinking that, well, I have these skills, I have the experience of working with this this person, these people in the past, and, and I'm just going to put them through some sort of milled machine. Uh, I have the template already laid out, and we're just going to work you through the system. Listen, that's not biblical counseling. Biblical counseling is being able to look at each person individually. I love the way in which Jesus was able to do this. When he encountered people, he was able to pause everything around him, the crowd, and look individually at that person. And we see similarities in the way in which Jesus interacted with people, but we also see um, a specificity in the way in which Jesus took the truths of who God is and his message of redemption and salvation and restoration 
And he began to apply that specifically to this individual in their situation. So the truth didn't change, but the way in which we, he applied it did. And so how do we come to a place like that? I mean, I think this is a good question. I'm going to give a, a, just a couple of things that I think can be helpful to you as you grow as a counselor. Certainly you're growing in knowledge and you're growing in skill. And I'm going to say something that's very, very simple, but, but sometimes it's sort of hard to flesh out. And I want to see us grow in compassion and empathy toward the people that we counsel. I think it's becoming of us who are Christian. One of the ways that I want to start this idea is, is to, to contemplate one of the prophets, Jeremiah. I think this is interesting. And I would ask the question sort of like this uh, in the beginning as we, we consider Jeremiah and we think about him and the way that he saw the situation that was going on. And the question I would start with is to say, how do you see? When a person walks in the room and you're, you're learning from them and you're gathering data and that sort of thing, how, how do you see? What, what lens do you see that person by? I think this is critical. I think it's critical for, for you to pay attention to how it is that you see, what lens you look through. Early on in Jeremiah, and you, you're probably wondering, like, why are we talking about Jeremiah here as a prophet as we talk about counseling, and I don't mean this uh, allegorical, so please don't take it like that. But what I, what I do mean is that I think there are some principles here that are interesting and, and possibly helpful for us. We often look at Jeremiah and we, we, we think, man, Jeremiah certainly demonstrated deep compassion, deep mercy, deep kindness, deep uh, tenderness toward Israel and the people of God. Early on in the book of Jeremiah, God is, is telling Jeremiah, he's calling him to do this ministry, and he puts the word of God into his heart and into his mouth. And what it changes is it changes the way that Jeremiah sees. You know, Interestingly enough, now Jeremiah, as he goes about to do the work that God has called him to do, and he looks across the stage, if you will, at the children of Israel, you know, the way Jeremiah sees those people is, is distinct. He, he sees those people differently. Because of the Word of God that's now in his heart, the Word of God that's in his, in his mind. And, and the way in which he sees the people is exactly the way in which God sees his people. God's heart is broken over the state of the children of Israel, and, and God is calling out judgment to them. But it breaks the heart of God, and what we see is Jeremiah responding exactly that way. Do you, do you see how important it is for us to allow Colossians 3.16, the Word of Christ, to dwell in us richly. And as we allow the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly, the way we see this person is, is not as a problem to fix. The way we see this person now is through the lens of the, uh, of the Scripture. We see this person the way in which God sees this person. And the things that we should rejoice over build our relationship with that person. The things that we should be saddened about and be sorrowful over and we should weep with or places where we, we have to tell the truth strongly to them, we can do that with grace and mercy and kindness and tenderness toward the person because now we're seeing, not as man sees, we're, we're seeing the person and their situation as God sees. And what begins to happen is that person can tell that you're being genuine. That person can tell that you're whether you're being fake or you're putting on or you're trying to manufacture with some sort of counseling skill that you've learned here or there. You see, the difference is now that you're seeing this person not as man sees them. You're seeing this person as, as God sees them. And when you think about Jesus again, I, the, the passage that I probably think about the most in regard to this is when Jesus 
is up on the mountain and he looks across at the, uh, all the people who have gathered to to see him. And and one of the things that strikes me is when Jesus sees these people, he he says it like this that he looks over them and he sees that these people are like sheep without a shepherd. And the Bible tells us that he was moved with compassion. Now, what moved him with compassion is the way in which he sees these people is the way in which God sees these people. And that moves his heart, the heart of Jesus. It moves in compassion toward these people. It it helps to build that that kind response, and it's no different from us. So so what am I getting at? What I'm getting at is, for us, the, the best way that we learn to grow in empathy and we learn to grow in sympathy is not by manufacturing that by learning certain mechanical skills in the counseling room. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything inherently wrong with those types of skills, but what I am saying is that when we employ just simply those skills without a tender heart toward the person, it becomes very rigid. It becomes lackluster and and actually not genuine. It becomes something that is a facade. Actually, the people who who we're counseling with who are very vulnerable— they can, they can pick up on that. They can see that. They can pay attention to that. And so it's important for us that the way in which we grow in compassion is we learn to see people the way God sees people. So then the question is, well, how in the world do we do that? And, and this is the simplicity of what I'm describing is for counselors, we must understand that we never grow up over the gospel. For counselors, we must understand that we have to continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ daily. For, for counselors, we have to continue to crucify the sin that's within us daily. Why? Because now what happens is we conform to the image of Christ. And, and, and as we conform to the image of Christ, guess what changes? You, what changes is how you see. You see, when that person walks in, we don't see them as a project to fix. Now we see them as, as someone the way God sees them, where our heart breaks for them, our, our heart bleeds with mercy toward them, where we want them to walk in the truth. We want to see them walk freely. I think of a passage. I'll just bring this passage to mind, talk through it just for a moment. And what we see is this, this connection of where we see ourselves. Paul is calling us to, to die to ourselves, And I think this happens in the life of Paul as he as he learned to be content in life, as he grew in wisdom and favor with the Lord. Listen to Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 and following. It says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk for your mouth. Let me pause here. We're going to pick up with verse 9, but let me pause here and just say all these counseling skills and tools are not just simply for the for those folks who you're going to, to counsel. It's not just simply for the counselee. The reason that you can engage in counseling with such a compassionate heart and a merciful heart and with such deep passion for the people that you're counseling is because you've seen the truth of the Word of God uh, applied to you. You've seen the truth of God's Word work in you, and that changes now the way that you see. Verse 9, he says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. 
Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all in all. Listen to verse 12. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so also must you forgive. And above all, verse 14, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And see, here's the, here's the critical piece, is you can't put those things on. Think of the imagery of clothing. You cannot put kindness, humility, meekness, patience, compassionate hearts. You can't put that on over the sinful deeds of the passions of our impurity and evil desires and covetedness. Those things must die in us. And as those things die, guess what begins to happen? You don't have to manufacture empathy. You don't have to manufacture sympathy. You begin as Christ to put on those as he would tell us in Philippians chapter 1, putting on the mind of Christ, putting on the heart of Christ. And then when you see people and you hear their story and you do data gathering well, what naturally happens is you begin to respond with a compassionate heart because that you're seeing them the way that God sees them and your heart breaks for their situation. One final thought that I want to give you is this. It becomes difficult at times where you've been counseling for a while, you've been working through these scenarios, and, and you see some of the same patterns in, in people. Can I encourage you that, that uh, we need to continue to grow in Christ, not to rely so much on your skill as you become a more seasoned counselor, but to trust in your death to yourself as a way of changing the way you see a person and you see them individually and not corporately as some sort of problem like anxiety, and we're going to repair anxiety. You see this person as expressing these anxious thoughts, these anxious feelings, these depressive feelings, and so on, and you want to address them individually with this person. So, so don't think that every single person is a problem to fix. We run them through a meal, and then we're good to go once we learn this counseling skill. What being a good counselor means is that you grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. And as you do that, what begins to happen, not in a manufactured way, but what begins to happen is you grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord. And in the way in which you see the counselee, your heart bleeds with mercy. Your heart bleeds with compassion. And you're willing to do anything you can to get them the truth of God's Word so that they can drink from that deep well and be restored. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. Now, if you're listening today, you're probably looking for some recommendations on, well, well, Dale, okay, that sounds great. And like, what are some of the things that you've used to move yourself along in some of those directions? Well, certainly just a, a, a basic study of the Word of the Lord. In my, in my daily devotions, just pursuing the things of God, trying to put to death uh, the, the desires that are within me and confession of sin and, and just keeping a, a short account with the Lord. Uh, th- those are, are critical, necessary things. But there have also been some, some really good books that have pointed me to truths about the Word. Ed Welch's book in the past has done that for me. When people are big and God is small, it's confronted issues that, that we struggle with in, in humanity. Another recent book, and this is a book that I, I want to recommend to you, is one by Craig Troxell. It's a very recent uh, volume, came out late in 2019. It's called With All Your Heart. I've been in the middle of reading uh, this book, and one of the best explanations, biblical, theological expressions of 
the idea of the heart and the mind and how it operates in relation to the Lord. So I want to encourage you, if you have an opportunity, I think that would be a good book for you to work through to to deal with the deep issues of your heart and to deal with it from a, a biblical understanding of our inner man and how we fight against these aspects of the flesh so that we can learn to love God genuinely with all of our heart so that God has all of who we are. And when that happens, it does change the way that we see. So I want to encourage you uh, to, to pick that book up. In fact, we've actually written a review on our website, on our blog, on this particular book. So go read it, check it out, take a look at it, see what you think. And I would recommend that this would be a book uh, that you'd want to go and tackle. I think you would find it challenging and helpful as you grow in the things of God, as you learn to grow in compassion in the way that you see others. And you can find that blog and our recommendation on our website, biblicalcounseling.com.